we're here at the Glug or Studio Art for Offices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian, um, who we've known for some time now, spoke, spoken at a few Glug events. Yeah, all brilliant. Thank you very much, Glug. I reckon Ian is fed up of talking to us. We've been yeah. talking for like two hours right now. No, no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. do, do you want to give, because you, you gave a great explanation of the purpose around Glug and the Glug events. Wise. Well, look, I need to be honest, you know, it's been going a long time and we've sort of, in, in my industry, the classic thing is sort of come up with an idea, retrofit the strategy around it, right? And I have to admit that with Glove, that has been taken to a new level. So for eight years, it was just us getting pissed in the pub and enjoying creativity and meeting all our mates and all that different stuff. But then as it's exploded into sort of 40 cities or whatever it's in now, we're starting to put the bones on while we've done it. And actually, it all makes sense, you know. It's not, it's, it's sort of been made up along the way. Does that yeah. make sense? Don't, don't most successful things, like truly successful things, though, they, they come from a place of just almost ignorance, isn't it? Yeah, it's well. like you don't know what it is you're doing, but yeah, exactly. it works itself out. Yeah, I think, like, the format for the events is a bit like that. It's like it's taken eight years to make them brilliant, and now, because they're brilliant, when we scale them, they all work. Yeah. But if we'd have taken it in one year in and tried to scale it, it probably wouldn't have worked. What, it? So for everybody, what is Glug? Just say in So the... Glug's uh, it's a bit like a very, very fucking trendy version of TED Talks, right? For a sort of younger, cooler creative community. Uh, they're normally held in like pubs and clubs and bars all around the world. Um, and yeah, basically it's a mixture of meeting people that work in your sort of industry. Uh, we have this thing called not working, which is basically like you don't have any formal networking, but you might meet someone to work with and collaborate with and talk, or you might just turn up with your mates and like just spend the night with your mates and watch the talk. So as well as the not working, you have this thing, like you have basically inspirational talks, probably have five of those in the evening on the stage. It's a bit like a, a sort of, Rock gig, most of them. Uh, it's a bit like an event when I came to the very first one. Yeah, Steve's joke. It was beers, not coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, the one we do at Cargo. I mean, that is a dump, right? And and like that, we do it in their sort of gig room on the stage. But the weird thing is, there's so many nuances to running those sorts of events. Like, it's really expensive for people to hire a conference center, right? Five grand or whatever. Yeah. It's really cheap to hire the back room of like a nightclub. Like and then spend 60 quid getting 150 seats. But it's already got all the AV and it's got all the projectors. Yeah. So it's got that bit of a rough and ready feel. Yeah. And yeah, everyone is much better to talk to when they've had a few drinks. Yeah. I did a glug in the day the other week in Leeds. It was a tough, tough crowd at 12 o'clock. Oh, that cool. We were going to come to that. We didn't oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was a bit tough. It was like, I was banging a few jokes in and it was like, <laughs> <laughs> But a normal glug would have been like, yeah. 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 It's, it's strange because so I've I've been following Ted for a long time and uh, I, I was introduced to Globe not not that long ago um, and the thing about Ted is it's getting so much heat because it's not being authentic it's militant it's very dictatorial over the people they get and they've almost got too big they've lost what they their grassroots they've lost what their purpose was to some extent and that, that's the perception I get from it now yeah um, totally I think the thing is I. When do you think Ted started? When would you think it started? Ten years ago? Yeah, 1982 or something. Oh, like that. Yeah. And so, like, 
you suddenly go, Jesus, that's been around. Oh, we were doing a bit of research, and like, oh my God, it's been around. The problem is, it's become an event that used to be filmed, and uh, and it was for the people that went to the event. Now it's just become like uh, an audience there for a TV show, right? Yeah. And it's all about the millions of people watching. The, that's what my perception. And unfortunately, they're very militant about it's 18 minutes and everyone gets coached before they do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, you know, it's difficult to make it feel authentic, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like some of our talks are utterly brilliant and hilarious because there's madmen on stage. Yeah. And some talks, you know, the occasional one, it's like, oh, this what? isn't going great, you yeah. know. So what's the funniest talk you've ever heard? It's got to be some absolute... Mr. Bingo is genuinely great. So, have you heard of his hate mail campaign? No, no, no. Okay, so Bingo is like an illustrator, right? And he used to, he's a fucking funny, funny guy. He's worth following on social. He's released his own book um, called Hate Mail. So, basically, he decided, he was on Pissed on Twitter one night, and he basically said to someone, "Uh, You know what, whoever pays me a fiver, I'll send you. An insult. I'll, I'll illustrate an insult, and he's, he's the type of stuff he does is quite scratchy, tense and stuff. Yeah. So he sent like some about forty or fifty of his sort of followers said, "Yell to a fiver." So he sent them things like "Fuck you, Oliver, piss yeah. off, Alex, you smell you like shit." Right. And anyway, but he's super creative and funny. I'd call him like half a third influencer, third comedian, third sort of illustrator. He's yeah. just yeah. Great talented guy. So anyway, he thought, yeah, this is quite good. So he basically took himself off for two weeks to sort of uh, on the coast, and all these people had paid him a fiver. And he basically <laughs> sent them a hate mail in the post. So he brought a load of postcards. So if you can, you can see them all online, they're massive. So basically, for a fiver, he would post you an insulting, insane insult, the illustration thing. So it'd be like, Oliver, your hands smells of piss. Or, and they're really fucking funny. Yeah. Like, you yeah. should have a look. So, uh, he did talk all about this. He went on to release a book. Like, some of the things that he did, like he went to Penguin Books and did a book deal. And they were basically like, yeah, we're really interested. So, when he left the meeting, went home, sent Penguin Books a postcard saying, I fucking hate you. This was the worst meeting of my life. To see if they got it, and they were like, "We fucking love it." So, yeah. <laughs> like, it's really, really good. So he's he's got a book now that's all about hate. It's called Hate Mail, the book, and, and it's basically, it's just a, all the postcards he's ever done in sort of people. Any funny Christmas? That's an ultimate Christmas present. Yeah, it's been yeah, like it's young cult. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and like yeah, he did brilliant. He kickstarted that campaign. So he's been a really good speaker, really, really funny guy, and he talks a lot of club. That's good. So, that's good. So it's a good, the creative champion of the world. Is the tagline? Yeah, trying to bring together and learn from all the biggest, best creatives out there. Yeah, what would you say? Uh, the story about how you started it is quite interesting. I found when you were yeah, yeah, yeah. So, friends. so if I tell you where we've ended up, so yeah, we're in forty cities around the world. Yeah. Two years ago, we were in like four or five, um, and we're basically the reason we say this creative champion of the world is we want to grow it in lots of different, cool, different cities around the world. We want to be in three hundred cities couple of years that's really the aim. The reason we started it is totally different. I, I moved my business, I came down to London, set up the agency, I went to a load of really awkward networking events <laughs> with like 
six or seven people in a room. Like stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Badges, shit badges. Hi, oh, what do you do? Yeah, I've got my own like one man band editing. You know, just walking about some pens. And then, and then like, you know, I forced networking terribly. So I think I went out with Nick, who's another co-founder of Glug, uh, having a chat in the pub, and we're basically like, let's do an event where our mates can come that are all influential in the creative industries, and we'll be leading to talk about work, we won't, blah, blah, blah. And so it started off with 25 people and 50 and 75. Then it started to decline. Everyone was like, it's just a piss up in the pub, you know, yeah. what's going on? So that's when we started to bring in the speakers, and I think we did an exhibition at one, and it suddenly got to like 600, 800 people. The biggest one in London we've done is about 1,200 people at the House of Bands. We don't like to do the big ones, it's too much boring. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's sort of how it sort of started and why we did it, and then people just love it. Yeah. So, People, people like to talk though, don't they? It's a platform. Yeah, I think, yeah. Like you're playing on human behaviours. God, I like to talk. I like to talk. Yeah. Oh, the, more, more so. More, more so me. We were doing so. We were doing a fix the we were doing a fix the other day, and often I speak quite a lot. And there was a bit. I said the other day we did it today. today. And um, Alex is saying to me, saying, "I bet this is really bothering you because you're not talking that much." I had like a little bit at the beginning. <laughs> Think you're dying to jump in and out so we can I can see him in the back. Have you got like, a safe word that you use when he's talking to Kicks me in the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, when, when, he's, when he's talking too much, have you got like a sort of turtle so, or whatever yeah, that you say? That's, that's a good idea. <laughs> it's like a, a sort of safe word. Yeah. We had it, it's weird because we're, we're going through these agency pictures at the minute and we've done, probably in three weeks we've done a lot of them and these are big formal evenings where you've got 40 minutes to prepare to check the audio over. The Zula that we have to go through, um, and the funny thing is, you get, you get to them, and we've been the like the last pictures of the day every time. Yeah, it's the hardest so part. Because having to be through three or four agencies, speaking at them, we spend two hours. We shot with two hundred pages worth of material. They, they, yeah, they go. Oh, I hate you. Yeah, but, but, but be first or last is the thing. Aren't it? Yeah, go on. That's a good motto. Be first or be last. Just don't be in the middle. What would you say is the, the most interesting thing you've learned from being involved in Glug so far? Um, I think it's quite nice. Like for me, I run my agency every day, and we're basically helping people to sell stuff to other people. Yeah. And I think it's genuinely interesting to be involved in a business that is doing something good yeah. for the creative industries. So it's a bit of a sort of perfect circle of like everyone rises up the ranks, then they talk or they host, then they give back to the community. And there's no reason why that can't become a sort of monetized business along the way and help people that because there's a real gap in the market for that. And I, I really enjoy that and actually probably through working in the agency world, yeah. I'd love to not have to work with clients, you know. That, that, that's True. amazing. Like, yeah, that's get to a point where you've got like an audience that love what you do like bingo going back to him he basically made a decision last year he released a rap video and released his book and did all this stuff and he realized that he could be an artist instead of having to ever work for a brand anymore so all he does is create his own ip and sells it to his sort of his community yeah. right and i think glug that's essentially the long-term aim with them yeah, well you're a hub you're an incubator for interesting people um, I always find this fascinating. There's like failed comedians, this guy called Wheeler Walker. Have you ever heard of him? So he does country music, 
but it's super controversial. So he's a comedian, but he has this persona. He's a bit like a, a what's he called? Francis, uh, the guy who plays Keith Leonard. Right. So it's like him. He has a persona, and he genuinely goes on podcasts. He goes on interviews, and he's been like number one in the country charts in the US. And he just does these really controversial, amazing music. He's a musician. There's this crazy music, but his lyrics are hilarious. Yeah. I, I'm not even gonna say it. What? He's getting on. And you like him more? Yeah. He just, his music's pretty good. Like, I don't like country music, but it's like raw, earthy. It's got that real yeah. sort of southern. Tennessee thing going on, you know, that southern country, but it's, when I say hilarious, but his music videos, so what he does, he does these creative things, where he'll, he'll, he'll sort of shoot a video, hire a cast and no one knows, so he'll get a lot of old people in an old town in the West, and he's talking about, um, <laughs> talking about sucking dicks, and it's like, it's like really going left field, to all these old people in Britain, and it's from Middlesbrough. He's like a modern day version of him. Oh, I know there was him. Yeah, I think he's just been banned from everything. Well, you know, he's in the press recently. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, what I'm trying to work out is how we've gone from club to your music. It always happens like it. So it's because creativity, because you mentioned, do you reckon it's declining? Because for me personally, growing up, you're almost, you're taught. Well, the school that I went to, you taught to pass an exam. So creativity wasn't the forefront. Do you know what? Or taught, really? Like graphic design wasn't. It was people's passions and hobbies that they do maybe outside of work. And it didn't really have that forefront. Um, it wasn't an option. One of the forefront options that people now and, and that's why the education system is totally outdated. Yeah. There's not enough coding and there's not enough all this stuff. I mean, I think, weirdly, right, so my work, wife, is a lawyer with like chalk and cheese, right? So she works in that industry and I work in this industry. Creativity for years and years and years isn't that well paid and people do it for the love, right? Yeah. If you think about 20 years in the future, right, when AI comes in and basically everyone's out of jobs in normal traditional industries, we're in the last industry that are going to get taken over by the, the robots. The robots, yeah. Right? It can't so I think if anything, the creative industry is like, where the boom's going to happen Definitely. because in law like all of the research jobs are getting machine learning they're all getting all the different stuff so actually you know that's why we need to I, be in it boys yeah. I think like, about <laughs> it's where the money's going to be yeah. 10 years <laughs> come in, it's coming <laughs> I'm just waiting <laughs> you know for me though the thing about the creative industry is um, I love the fact how it's not sterile and there's, there's not this fakeness. We love walking into you. And even there's that element of it in the marketing world. Yeah. We go in and you'll hear people pitch and you'll talk to people, often on the client side. And it's it's a lot of fallacies and a lot of bullshit gets thrown around. But you meet someone like you and you, you just say it as it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think we're all involved slightly in the whole marketing, you know. That's fine. It's, it's, it's necessarily evil. Yeah, yeah, it's necessarily evil. And actually, it's, 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 it's more than that, actually. You know, I believe a great advert sells good things and makes people happy at the same time, right? So that's fine. And like, we're never going to be artists, I don't think. We're not quite in that thing. But what is interesting in the whole, your world of sort of influencers and creating sort of communities and stuff, you can create your own audience for your own properties and then sort of sell your products down your own media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where it's sort of like getting very interesting. Yeah. It's it's the new age of media. It's what we always speak about, especially because you can build a big following, you have a product which people follow you for, whether it's sport, 
are, which you've probably found along the way, yeah. what your niche is, what you've got the audience. Exactly. And, and that's where you're always going to spend more, more of your time every day at night times, the weekends. And then if you can sell a product, whether it's a t-shirt, designs, through that, like a bingo, concept, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that's going to be the future. You're going to see a lot more people popping up by themselves, not wanting to just well, work, work Basically, it's like you don't need a publishing company anymore. Yeah. You don't really need a media agency anymore. Yeah. You, know, you just need someone that gets you into that audience and then they know their audience the best. You know, whenever I've worked with you, I take your advice on what's going to work on the channel yeah, yeah. because it works far better than me saying, hey, can you just do this, that, and yeah. like dodge my and, campaign? And we're really not the creative people within our business. No, no, I'm just thinking about you as an agency. Yeah, you know. I mm. the same, and like the guys, we're sliding out of touch from platforms, aren't we? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's so you, you people. That's why we hire you, that's why we average agency keeps getting. I was in the office, so I was in the office late last night. I'm walking around. There's like four people in the office, and this is their job, bearing in mind. They're sticking chat, chat lines on uh, Jenga and jingle boxes, and they've been doing that for three hours, and they were getting pissed. And that yeah, was their job. Shots. They're getting paid to do this, bearing in mind. I don't even know what was going on, and they came around to me and went, you look stressed, is uh, you have a good time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I am stressed. It was great content. <laughs> really good content. <laughs> so what's it like running um, such a big agency of so many young people? Yeah, the, the, the challenge is, um, coming from Virgin, which was traditionally older, people are a lot more stable in terms of there isn't as many emotional problems, there's as many arguments, no, but it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, just, it's just a natural fact, because you, you learn, you grow, and, um, there's not so many senior characters for you to lean on, which, like, we, we wish there was more people, people yeah, or of us, or... Because I'd love to give people more attention. It's just not the time. If that makes sense. It's just the harsh reality. And you don't want to be spinning people out as well, like you yeah. Know. Yeah, it's tough. I think it must be really interesting. I, people are like, I think first job. You exactly. probably loads of people are like, fuck, I'm barely making it in on time, and yeah. you know whatever. And you must have to almost reinvent how you praising people or whatever yeah. else. You know? The biggest shock for me as the people is that I know Gen Z young people get around, but I've worked in a few places, well, two or three places, not the whole place. I've worked around a little bit and undoubtedly the guys that we work with, the work ethic is unreal. Yeah, that's it's really such a strange, and I know advertising, I think in advertising we're all undervalued, we all don't get paid enough, we all work quite long hours, but yeah. we live quite a long life. Yeah, yeah. And there's certainly a load of perks of years gone by, so. Um, and I think the younger the age range are more ambitious. That's why they do the crazy hours, yeah. because that's. What's, what's the shift has been? They want to do more. Because they know they can go from very little to, to, to superstardom in a short, you know, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's these un, unprecedented things. And I think you have an optimism as a young person that means as a business, when you've got a business that's so bloody optimistic, like when the shit hits the fan, we've got this positivity and it's, I think it's refreshing. And there's challenges, challenges in, we have problems like accountability. Like things go wrong, and like, well, okay. There's a lot of Question for you, looping it back to education, because yeah. this came up actually at a Glove talk by a guy that used to work at Social Chain. Can't remember his I name. Was not. Ted. I don't know if it was. I don't, I don't, anyway, but what was really fucking interesting and that came up in the thing is he was like 24, right? And he was yeah. head of whatever their influencer said. And uh, someone said to him, and he didn't go to uni, right? Yeah. And it goes back to your question of like, do people now, should people now go to uni? Or should they start 
15 in agencies like yourselves, yeah. right? I mean, if you're in that, yeah, 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 please, yeah, 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 you know, real world as long as it's well. yeah, real world, been an agency, yeah. like he's smashing it at twenty two, and you're like, I, I think, oh, it's the I think that's because that's that's the whole argument about university, and I'm the same as you. You want it for specific things, yeah. lawyers, um, doctors. I think there's a lot of growing up. Just that structure to leave home in a safe but environment. I love it. Right? I loved yeah. it. But but, but, you, but you could do that. And, and go and live with of your mates. Of course mates, you can. And then work in a kind of agency. I, I've always thought, right, it's the government wants to use it. They should sort out an apprenticeship thing whereby you can go and live in a different city. Yeah. 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 The benefits of uni, which, to be honest, work. I didn't learn anything at uni, really, <laughs> apart from out of blood, be allowed to yourself, a lifestyle. Yeah. You know, if I'd have been in an agency like yours, working three or four days a week, and then one day at that would have been about 40 times as many hours as I did at uni. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you would have learned so much. I see where the book came from. Yeah, exactly. You, you know the actual backstory is that basically, the only reason I set on my agency is I basically finished uni, got a bit bored, managed to finish it, but I was running out of You ever worked anywhere else? No, it was just your own thing. No, no I, I did work for someone once, I got sacked. For a few months, but so the thing is, I basically was promoting nightclubs. So when I was in Nottingham, I, fi- I finished up, I was running this guy's nightclub. Then I basically went on, I was running 13 nights a week, everything from like the really cheesy student stuff to like the high end sort of renaissance yeah. and stuff like that, everything in between. I thought I'm going to die if I can't do this. So Glug is sort of my little chance to continue to be a bit of a promoter. Yeah. You know, a bit of a bit yeah, on the side, a bit of creative. Nice. So you, I think final thing, because yeah. we've we all got to shoot yeah, yeah. and get on. You touched on it earlier, and we're going to try and do this with every podcast moving forward. What is your greatest or your favourite ad? You such on ads before, and why? And what's your least favourite, and why? If you had to pick. Oh, so that totally puts me on the spot. Can I recommend future podcasts? Breathe the thing. Breathe it. Yeah, it's not okay. Like, no, it's fine. Carry so on. I'm gonna go for. Gone in. Not even I'm worst, but I'm gonna go for. Um, Something I saw yesterday that I think is a bit interesting, uh, and it's quite a mundane ad, but it made me think about the whole Brexit thing, right? So, Co-op have just done an ad, it's all around British meat, and it goes on about, not only is it great to buy British meat, you're feeding families of British people, and you know, their kids, and feel good about that, and all that stuff. And I was sitting there thinking, oh God, that is where things are going to be going now. Like, if you buy Kenyan food, right? Mm-hmm. Kenyan, you're helping Kenyan families out. You're helping people outside of Britain, and I do have a big concern about where creative advertising is going to go. You think it's going to go very nationalistic? Yeah, all the people right. I speak to in marketing are like, it's going to go back in. And it's not going to be good for our industries because basically you won't get international clients because they'll look everything yeah, yeah. too British. Shit! That was a really good one. No yeah, but uh, yeah, we haven't even thought of the second <laughs> one. So. No, that, that was good. That was good. What's the worst ad campaign you've done? Oh, the, yeah, you know, not many of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Now, the be one of the best, I, I say, one of the best ads we did was, uh, and you'll probably have to look back on the internet for this. We'll, we'll, get, it, okay. we'll get it spotted. PlayStation, great films, film rooms. It's like projection mapping thing. It's the first time that anyone was really doing projection mapping well. We used like motion capture and all that different stuff. And that was like, you know, when virals didn't exist. And yeah, yeah. Like and it was massive. We still get loads of people emailing us from China. Love that. to go on TV with it now. So, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. pretty good. Yeah, but I, I will have a think and see if there's a better Perfect. one for you. Yeah, but yeah, you put it. Thanks very much. Yeah. Pleasure. Thanks, James. And we'll, we'll put all the plug details, but everyone wants to follow Glug on social. Thanks very much. Thank you.